Thanks for joining me this evening. We got a pretty cool show put together. Every one of these shows are cool to me because I really enjoy putting them together for you and laying them out and laying the topics out, So, which is pretty cool. If you had a chance to see the, the topic, hey, you know, do you have a plan to stay on track where we currently are right now? And that's what we're going to look at today. I'm going to give you some cool examples. In this broadcast, I'm going to share with you what you need to do to stay on track when your plan gets disrupted. All right, and that's kind of where we're at right now. We've got uh, a little disruption going on, and how do we do that? If you've never met me before, I'm Sean Humphreys. I'm a high-performance coach. I specialize in changing performance in individuals. Whether you're a highly skilled athlete or you're on your way to being one, or you just want to improve your performance, you're in the right place, all right? So to make sure you can hear me, give me a little thumbs up, give me a little love, and uh, make sure we're good. All right, cool, we're good there, all right? Also, let me know where you're joining in from, from around the United States or from around the world. Um, we've got a lot of viewers, I always like that. Also know that this uh, is gonna be a rebroadcast, and it's also live on YouTube right now as well, and it will be rebroadcasted there. Leave your comments, love to, love to uh, field your questions to help you along not only with your training, but also your coaching, or even you're a parent as well, and you have an athlete, okay? So the majority of us have been moved to home-based work right now, or home-based training as an athlete. And we have to kind of pick up where we left off. And that's really our goal is, and how do we pick up where we left off? Some of us are asking, you know, even is this even impossible? Is it possible to do that? And you know, we're, we're creatures of habit, and sometimes we get in our habits, and we don't like to have them disrupted. And when we do, um, we think that we really don't have a clear path to get back on track, and that's what I'm here to do with you tonight. Okay, so not only from a business perspective, but if you have a young athlete at home, or if you're a coach, and you need to get them the information that they need to get, need to get them with, I'm going to help you out with it. So what's the plan to stay on track and continue to prepare for competition in their sport, such as golf or whatever sport it is? Here's the deal is we know that competition is going to come back and play. We just don't know when it is, but we have to be continue, we have to continue to train for it regardless. And when competition does cap, come back and play, you know what, folks? Um, there's probably not going to be much of a notice. It might be a week. Um, because when it comes on when it comes on board, it's probably going to come full throttle. Uh, it's going to be my guess. And our athletes that are still preparing and running through the systems and preparing like competition is right around the corner, uh, they're the ones that are going to be ready. The ones that are not are going to be left floundering. And when competition comes on board, they don't have any structure around what they're doing, and they're going to be in trouble. Okay. I want to share a story with you. Okay. And this is a story about a team, a college team, that their season was disrupted, okay? And they had to continue to prepare for competition while their, seen, while their team was disrupted, okay? I work with um, a lot of universities around the country, and this one particular team was Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. And I started working with them in um, 2018. And 
in the winter of 2018, Illinois and across the Midwest had the worst winter in the history of the states, okay? And if you're tuning in from these areas, you know what I'm talking about because it was absolutely brutal. And these golfers and um, the coach and the team, Coach Roach, you know, they're starting to prepare for their next team event, right? But it's, it's minus 15 outside, and there's feet of snow, and they can't get outside, okay? Not only can they get outside, but their indoor training facilities are minimum. Okay, to, to the point that they have, they've got a small putting area indoor, okay, uh, that allows them to hit short putts and some, you know, 10, 15 foot putts and to be able to chip into some nets. They've got a hitting net that they can use, not a simulator, but a hitting net. And also, oh, they got to go to an indoor baseball field one day a week and hit shots up to 125 yards. That's what we had to work with. That's what I had to work with with the coaches and the team to help them prepare for their season because winter wasn't thawing out. And matter of fact, their first event was in February, the second week of February down in Houston. Okay. So snow comes in. So we've got to go to the indoor training piece, okay? We prepare, okay? We put the plan in place. We define everything. We measure it. We time it. And they start training, right? On the indoor training, indoor chipping, indoor putting, hitting shots in the net, going to the baseball field one day a week, hitting shots up to 125 yards. That's what they had to work with. So we maximize that, okay? And that's what, we had to, that's what we had to work with, so we had to embrace that. We couldn't sit around and talk about what we didn't have or what we couldn't do or what we weren't able to do. We embraced what we needed to do, okay? And they took action. We prepared for the first event in Houston and used all, of the, all the systems and EPS to do that. I happened to be in Houston at the time they were there and I met them for the event. And mind you, they haven't been on grass since basically the end of October, 1st of November. They haven't been on grass. So uh, the coaches and I walked the uh, practice round with them. Practice round was pouring down rain. We were one of the only teams on the golf course. And what's interesting is, is that as we're going around the golf course and playing our pre-tournament round. I don't call them practice rounds because you're not practicing out there. It's called a pre-tournament round. You're prepping and confirming things and building affirmation on how you've built your strategies prior to coming into the event. We'll talk about that here in a minute. So we're out there and some of the guys turn to uh, the head coach and say, hey coach, and these fairways are much wider than what we built our strategies for in, in our app. And I'm like, yeah, bombs away, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're preloading them and your strategies that you built are to be very narrow, but they're twice as wide, you know, bombs away. First round, uh, 36 holes, they shoot 10 under, 
okay? They were so well prepared coming into the event. This wasn't a fluke. They were so well prepared coming into this event because they embraced the training that they had and they maximized it. They shot 10 under the first day, okay? And they had a, had a couple shot lead uh, over the next team, okay? Great day, reinforced everything, going to the second round. They ended up finishing second, but set a school record, okay? They hadn't been on any grass. All the other teams in the South had been on grass, okay? So they go home. Now, mind you, think about this. Now we gotta head back home. They gotta head back up to the frozen tundra. They don't get to stay on the grass down warm in Houston. They've gotta go back to the indoor, the indoor piece, the indoor chipping, hitting into the nets, the indoor putting on synthetic turf, into the baseball field again. And we started this whole process over again, preparing for the next event, right? Next event was in a couple weeks, right? So we went through the whole process again, right? Building the strategy for the next event. We use apps that are similar, similar to uh, Google, Google Earth Pro that brings it up, we map it, and they start rehearsing the entire rounds of golf, right, prior to it. Next event they go to, they win. And they take the medalist piece with them as well, individual, they win. They were so well prepared for this event from a knowledge standpoint, but also from everything that they're doing indoor, they embraced everything that they're doing, right? So now they've got they've got a second place. Now they got a first place, and they've got a medalist uh, position that they took as well. Okay. Now again, now they got to go back home. All right, to the frozen tundra. Okay, back to the indoor piece again. Okay. So when I say you know they're being restricted, they're being restricted. They 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 can't get outside because it's brutal. All right. So now they're preparing for an event that's ten days later. Right. It's a big event. Ten days later, we go through the same protocols. All right, they finished six. It was a good finish for them. Okay. Next event, two weeks later. Okay, same thing. They go back home. Same thing. It's starting to thaw out a little bit, but it's cold. It's wet. It's rainy, and not even ideal conditions. So the next event they go to, their fifth event, they finish tenth. Okay. Now, they're getting ready for the regional championships, okay? And when we sat down with them and set their goals, their goal was to, to win the conference championship. I'm sorry, they're preparing for the conference championship, not the regionals. Their goal was to win the conference championship, the Missouri Valley, okay? They know where the golf course is. They got access to the apps and brought up the golf course on these apps and the aerials, they started rehearsing the competition for this conference championship months in advance while they were preparing for these other events. They're building the strategies for this conference championship. Why? Because that's their goal is to win the conference championship. Okay. They rehearsed the competition went through these protocols that we have and the systems in place, preparing, rehearsing the entire rounds of golf, probably 30 to 40 times before they even played their pre-tournament round. 
So when they got it to their pre-tournament round, it's basically just a formality in making minor tweaks um, with confirmation and the head coach giving them affirmation and making minor tweaks because they'd rehearsed it over and over again. And again, mind you, playing less golf more than anyone else uh, in the Missouri Valley, okay? Again, they rehearsed this competition so many times that they knew this golf course so well and they hadn't even played a pre-tournament round on it yet. Okay, all right? So let me tell you what happened. They went and set a new school record, okay? They won the Missouri Valley Conference title by 15 shots, all right? Uh, Drake Bouchon won the individual title. They finished one, two, and three on the individual medalist. All the players made all district and all conference, and they led the event wire to wire. And they played less golf than anyone in the conference just because of their preparation. Okay? Now, posting school records. So why are, or why were they able to do this, right? While being indoor the majority of the season, okay? We're having to go indoor for maybe 90 days, okay? And we think it's the end of the world. But in these 90 days that we might be inside training or in your backyard, uh, hitting into nets and chipping into nets and using putting maps. It doesn't change. The mindset to the goal and the pursuit of the goal doesn't change at all. Okay? We are just in a different environment, but the training stays the same. So why were they able to do it? Well, first of all, their training had to be, had to be defined. Okay? How much time are we going to spend in every segment that we're doing? Why? So we don't overtrain and overtry. Okay? Second, their training had to be measured. Okay? How many shots do we hit? How many putts do we hit? How many chips do we hit? How many pitches do we hit? How many shots do we hit uh, into the net? And the length of the training session. So that you again, you don't overdo it, overtrain, and overtry. Okay. Their training had to be timed, so the athletes again don't overtrain and jump into the phase of just randomly and aimlessly going about things that lead to reckless training. Okay. And it's one of the one of the reasons why they were able to do this because. They, they understood this, and they didn't press it above because it's so easy to overtrain. Also, they filmed every training session, and they watched themselves as they would go through their training sessions so that they could see themselves as if they were in competition. Okay? Yes, they filmed themselves in training, and I'm not talking about just posting up a camera behind a player and just hitting balls into a net. Okay, that's, that's what's archaic about our sport and so antiquated is that, you know, the athletes that see themselves perform 
is by hitting a shot with one camera behind them and they just go analyze that over and over again. Wonder why you don't get any better? It's because you're, you're, you're just talking about golf swing as opposed to looking at how athletes train, okay? Um, they were more prepared, yes. Why were they more prepared? Because they didn't overtrain and overtry. Everything was defined, it was measured, it was timed for them, and they followed the steps and they reinforced it every single day. So what separated them from the competitors? That's one aspect, okay? But what, what really separated them from the other competitors and having that winning season across the board? Why were they different? It's the knowledge acquisition. It's the knowledge piece that they, current, that they constantly worked on every single day. And you might be shaking your head saying, well, what is that? Let me explain it to you. And actually, I'm going to explain it to you in, in a completely different sport, okay? So I've got the great opportunity to spend some time in the NFL with, with Coach Sean Payton and the New, uh, New, uh, New Orleans Saints. And watching these guys train and spending time with guys like Drew Brees, okay? And this is what I've learned. Okay, Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks in the history of this game. He's definitely one of the best modern-day quarterbacks. And you know what? Tom Brady is also one of the best, or the best modern-day quarterbacks. Okay, And Peyton Manning was also in that space as well until he retired. Okay, If you look at the skill set of those three athletes, and you just look at their skill set alone, that's what allowed them to compete at a high level, okay? Just to compete. I'm not talking about win or have winning performances. Their skill set was pretty good. And, and, and you know what? It, it wasn't the greatest, and it's not better than anybody else's, but it allowed them to compete in the NFL. But what makes, what makes Drew Brees so good is that not only does Drew Brees, did he, has he gotten the 50,000 reps in on the skill set, he's gotten the 50,000 reps in on the knowledge acquisition reps. And nobody talks about this. And that's why these guys are so good is because they know what they're doing. They know how to train. They know how to think. They know how to reinforce. They know how to watch film. They know how to look at themselves because they've been trained to do that. And they don't overtrain and they don't overtry. And they trust and commit in competition. And they watch so much film of themselves performing. You know what's funny is, is I, I ask this question all the time with athletes. Tell me what you look like on game day. I've never gotten an answer because the athletes don't know what they need to look like on game day. If they don't need to, if they don't know what they look like on game day, how do they know what they need to look like the week before? 
If they don't know what they need to look like the week before, how about two weeks out? How about six weeks out? How about eight weeks out? How about 32 weeks out? How about 52 weeks out, one year out, setting your whole goals together for one year? And my question to the athlete is, is that if you don't know what it looks like on game day, how about, the, how about the people that are coaching you or how about the persons coaching you, do they know what it looks like on game day? Okay. These guys, Breeze, Manning, and Brady, they know what they need to look like on game day. Why? Because they have the knowledge acquisition piece. They know what they need to look like. They know what their training needs to look like. They know how long they need to train. They know the, the duration that they need to train. They know how many reps they need to get in so they don't overtrain and overtry. The knowledge piece surpasses their skill set that grows their skill set and turns it into super talent. And you don't have to have the physical skills to think and gain the knowledge like an Olympian. We're so caught up on the technical piece. And that's why these guys are so good in the NFL. And if you took their knowledge piece away, they're just going to be another, you know, run-of-the-mill quarterback in the NFL. But their knowledge piece is what surpassed them. Drew Brees missed five games last year, and he had one of the best seasons he'd ever had. Broke all the records at the last home game, had 20 completions in one game, set a new NFL record, and then broke, broke uh, Peyton Manning's record for touchdowns and was out five games. And he probably still wasn't 100% when he came back physically. But you know where he was 100%? He was 100% right here. You know, if you watch some of these posts that I put on Facebook, there was an interview that, uh, that I caught with him. And he said, Drew said, look, he goes, I might, be, I might not be at practice or physically on the field. And I might not be able to hold a football right now completely in my hand because of my thumb. But I'm throwing the ball all the time. Yeah. He's, he goes, I'm throwing the ball all the time. I'm throwing the ball when I'm not throwing the ball. And he's rehearsing it. Just like Bradley University did when they're not playing these golf courses, they're rehearsing them. They're rehearsing the competition over and over again and imprinting it so it's becoming like them to do it. That's why these three quarterbacks are the best. It's because they have the knowledge acquisition piece. And us of athletes spend so much time on the skill acquisition and trying to grow the skills. Yes, they're important, but you've got to have the knowledge piece. That's how you keep your training intact is by knowing what you need to do. Okay? All right? Just like we talked about with Bradley and having that success. I don't know about you, but regardless of the situation I'm in, I want to stay on track. Okay? I want to stay on track with my training so that no circumstances or the environment will dictate or keep me from reaching or exceeding my goals. Because I'm going to stay on track regardless of the situation, just like Breeze did. He stayed on track. Okay? And if you don't mind, if it's okay, I'd like to offer you something this evening that's really cool. 
okay? I'm gonna offer up a 90-day training program for the next three months while you're at home. All of our athletes are training at home right now. We've helped them get all the tools in place. They haven't broken stride. I've had all the conversations with the parents and we are staying on stride because we are preparing for the next competition. And the athletes are loving it because nothing's changing. They're just in a different place doing their training. And we assured them that they're not going to slip so that when competition comes on board, they're going to be ready. They're going to be ready to compete and they're not even going to break stride. And if you want to stay on track with your training, I'd be more than happy to have a discovery call with you. Again, for the next 90, day, or next 90 days, we're going to have this course for you available. And I've just got a few slots left in it. So if you would, uh, message me. Or you can reach me on email at sean at seanhumphreys.com. I'm going to give you my direct line. It's 972-793-7255. Again, 90-day program we're offering up right now for you athletes that are training at home. And our athletes are going to be so prepared when these events come back on board. Do you want to be left floundering and, and trying to rush to get to competition? Or do you want to be prepared? Be happy to have that, that discovery call with you. Again, you can reach me at 972-793-7255 or direct message me. Or you can catch me on email at sean at seanhumphreys.com. I hope you've enjoyed this broadcast as much as I've enjoyed putting it together for you. You can join me every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, for our next EPS broadcast. If you know someone that needs to hear this, because we want to get this message out as much as we can to help folks around the world, forward it to them. Love for you to do it. Have a great evening, and I look forward to hearing from you, and I will see you next Wednesday.